it. Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm! Wait, 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 wait. Everybody calm down! No, no! You know, Kyle, I've been trying to figure out what to talk about, and... Nothing is coming to mind. For the, like, the last couple days, I've been on my laptop researching stories for the Blue Jackets and just nothing's coming up. Nothing's Nothing. happening. No should rumors. We just, should I, we just like end the pod now? There's really just, there's yeah. Real, there's no reason to have a Sunday podcast today. We could maybe take some phone calls. <laughs> yeah. Is that a, can we do 1-800 that? 1-800-LITTLE-BOOMER. <laughs> uh, Psych. Yeah. Obviously <laughs> not the case. Jackets, what the hell is happening I'm, in Columbus, Ohio? We are the talk of the town, the talk of the league. Jackets I, yeah. making moves, baby. 19,025 in attendance. Standing room only at Nationwide Arena last night for the Sharks game. 4 nothing shutout against one of the top goal-scoring teams in the league. 4 nothing, 3 nothing the night before in Ottawa. There were there Back-to-back were back shutouts Can you, for Bobrovsky. There were talks that he should sit for the Sharks game because of the back-to-back and the overnight flight and all that stuff. But, I mean, he Tortorella, he put that rumor to, to rest quick. He was like, no, now's the time, we're, now's the time to start playing. And what are we doing? We, we playing. Oh my, yeah. With Duchesne, I think Duchesne, the Duchesne trade really just should just we talk about the trades? Maybe let's just jump into I mean, it. We might as well just jump right into it. Yeah, Sunday we'll put pod, that at the top of the list. We don't need to ramble about random shit. Let's just talk about what y'all are here to listen about. That uh, can we talk about a crazy Friday? What? Yeah, no, it was like so. I woke up and I do what I usually do: get on Twitter. Because, you know, I like to see what's happening in, in the world of Twitter. So I hopped on the artillery twatter machine. That's right. And all of a sudden, I just saw all these rumors and all these tweets from credible sources from my TSN guys. They know their stuff. Duchesne to Columbus being finalized. And I my jaw went to the floor. <laughs> I'm like, I screamed. You have got to be shitting me. Now, so being finalized, at first we didn't know the the details. I'm didn't thinking, know the details. I'm thinking Bob's going to Ottawa. I'm thinking <laughs> that I don't know. Just yeah. th- those that never was actually even rumored. Was any of was Bob or Panarin going up there? But uh, obviously Ottawa is just completely selling their entire franchise at the moment. So it's a fire sale. Yeah, Yarmo is in bed with the uh, GM of Ottawa right now, and honestly, I love it. So if you've lived, uh, if you're living under a rock. Blue Jacks acquired Matt Duchesne in exchange for Abramov, Davidson, 2019 and 2020 first round pick. But the 2020 is contingent on if Duchesne uh, signs with Columbus. That's a yes. And I think this next this year's first round pick is uh, top three protected, which. Yeah. If (laughs) if I don't I think that might be already out of the question um, that we're not going to get a top three pick. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. But let's just talk about this first line okay with the addition of matt duchene who everybody wanted i mean there were multiple teams in on matt duchene trying to get him but our boy yarmo pulls the plug and those, those two first round picks those are really good prospects not a lot of people know about those two guys but they are they're, they're those good. are two very good up-and-coming prospects as they well. they are and for the blue jackets i feel like for the for 19 years We've always been like, okay, well, these guys have potential, and we'll just, you know, we'll we'll save them, we'll put them in our pocket, and they'll play for us one year, and then we never make a big splash. But Yarmo's like, uh-uh, not today, not anymore, not anymore. <laughs> he whipped out his balls. Torch loves balls. We know this. He talks about balls Whip all the out. time. That's right. Yarmo's got a set on him, and you love to see it. 
Uh, so we got to talk about the first line now. Yeah. Okay. We got Cam Atkinson. He has 34 goals. We have pretty good Panarin. He has 24 goals. It's pretty solid. You it's know. pretty good. What's his assist now? I don't know, but he's up there in points. He's I think he's he's leading the team. Oh yeah. Look look it up on your right, imaginary you. laptop you didn't bring. Duchesne has how many? We we brought Duchesne in on that first line now. He has 28 goals. So our first line is arguably one of the best, if not the best first line in the NHL. You can at me on that and you can tell me how correct that that, that I actually am when I say this. <laughs> 86 combined goals on that first line now. That's uh, huge. Brett has 44 assists. 44 assists, 24 goals. So what's that? On, 68 on points. Tw- 68 points. That's a, that's a plus 15 rating. It's, 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 I mean. Leads the team in rating, I believe, too, now since Ryan Murray's yeah. out. Yeah, I mean, good God, man. I, I'm loving it. And, and just when you think, just when you think, you know, we might go to bed and have a quiet night last night after the game, after that nice 4-0 win. <laughs> Yarmo pulls pulls the trigger on another Duclair. That's trade. that's the funniest thing about that too. To me, is I mean, I like Duclair, but um, I as soon as the game, Duclair had a pretty good game last night. I mean, he played well last yeah. night. There was a couple times where he just kind of fell. I mean, he did his thing. He did his Duclair mm-hmm. thing and just kind of fell over or whatever. But uh, overall, played a pretty solid game. As did the rest of the team. And then as soon as the game was over, he's on his way to Ottawa. Like, oh, straight <laughs> out of here! Get on out. his way. He shouldn't have never left. He should have just stayed. Stayed there. up there. Yeah. Like, we were I talking mean, about that. Probably should have been a, just a package deal. Just yeah. do it all at once. I mean, I Yarmo guess, right? just sort of like you know he probably knew it was going to happen. Yarmo did, and he should have just been like, "Hey, bud, just just stay here. <laughs> You'll find out in a day what's happening." But uh, no, Blue Jackets acquired. Uh, Ryan DeZingle from Ottawa in exchange for Anthony Anthony Duclair. And they also get uh, two draft picks, a uh, 2020 and a 2021 second round picks. So don't don't have a lot of picks left, but you and I were talking. We we genuinely believe Yarmo is not done. No, I don't think he is. And what is there, seven rounds in the entry draft? Eight yeah, rounds? Yeah, there's plenty. We'll, so we've got, we'll but I guys. think... And honestly, I think, some of the better players that have coming into the league have been later rounds exactly yeah that's a good point um i think winberg uh is on the market i think that he's getting ready to be dealt honestly just because i mean he's been a healthy scratch last two games listen, we've been listen, talking about how many being- times have i called for tortorella to scratch winberg i think he was which, listening to you i think he's listens to the pot i really do everybody does even winberg does because he trolls us sometimes I asked but, him about us at the Cannonball. He didn't answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he acted uh, like he had no idea what I was talking about. He probably doesn't. No, he probably doesn't. Uh, <laughs> but how many times have I called for Winberg to be scratched? Like, dude, you don't score. You are a second-line center, and you never shoot the damn puck. And finally, now that there's just no room for him. We got it. We got Duchesne in here. Yeah. You can't put Winberg on a third line or a fourth line, in my opinion, because those are your grinder type lines. He's, He's a, a finesse guy. He is. There's no room for Winberg right now, and I love it. He needs to go package him in a trade, bring in a defenseman, some type of uh, some blue line support, Yeah. and let's ride this thing in. Baby. Yeah, I think with Ryan Murray being out um, on the IR, we don't know for how long, I don't think, but, I mean, it, who knows with him. Uh, he's, he's a fragile human being. He's been having a great sucks. year. It really it, sucks because he's, had, he's, had, yeah, he's like, having a great, great year, year, and it is, it's kind of, you know, uh, kind of a shitty to be a fragile human being if you're playing defense in the NHL, but yeah. that's beside the point. Um, 
I think that they will go for a defenseman. They might go for a defenseman with more picks. And then so I, I honestly, at this point, I, was not, I wasn't ready for the Dezingle trade no. at all. I don't think anybody I love, was. I love that acquisition. There was too. rumors this- in, in, in interest for him. I never thought it would go through. But, I mean, the Duchesne trade we kind of saw coming. Yeah. Um, Wait, I mean, we on episode sixty-seven we talked about it. Duchesne, yeah. We even, I mean, we brought up the 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 topic of if we get Duchesne, do we just keep Panarin, keep Bobrovsky, and go for it? And look what seems we to are. be kind of possibly happening. Yeah, I honestly will be very disappointed if any of our better players are dealt in the next couple of days. Um, today's Sunday t- by <laughs> tomorrow by three p.m. Eastern time on the trade deadline. Um, I, this, I mean, Yarmo's even been, he's been on multiple media sources saying that, uh, we're pretty much just letting the league know that we're all in at this (laughs) point. We're all in. Like he said that just to the general national audience. And what what do we got? We got to take his word for it, right? He ripped out his balls and said, here they are. Let's go. Yeah. Any, anything that he does at this point would not surprise me. Uh, I mean, if he goes for another goalie and tries to deal Bob to another team, that wouldn't surprise me. I wouldn't be surprised if it happened, but I mean, I I think in the back of my mind, Bob stays, Panarin stays, and we just we ride these guys into the sunset and see it, what happens. If Bob wants to keep putting up hundred percent save percentages, he might win yeah. himself another Vesna. <laughs> hey, look, we're <laughs> hey we're two and zero, and we we've allowed no goals since Duchesne has been on this team. It's crazy, I mean, right? Talk about a, it's talk like about an a lift. absolute jolt in you know? this team. It's crazy. This team has been playing so well. The last yeah. two games, they look like a complete team. Yeah, and so with with the acquisition of Dzingo and Duchesne, that's another fifty goals added to our lineup. Uh, Dzingo has twenty two goals and I think twenty two assists, so he's riding high with about I think forty four points uh, so far this season. So, and with Anderson, so Anderson has twenty two goals. Pierre Luc Dubois has twenty three goals. We have five players on this team with 20 or more goals when is the last time that you could say the blue jackets did that and i can say i don't think it's ever happened in franchise history no that this has to be a first and we could honestly fact check that um but this just thinking back i mean who the nash years and there there's no way the Nash. i mean nash obviously had over 20 every season he was here but there's no way that there was four others with him in that era uh, the oh first, no! I mean first, Nash. No, no way. Not during that area. Uh, and then thinking back to even what 2012 and on, I no. There's, there's just no way. Um, yeah. This this by far right now, no questions asked. Talent wise on paper. Talent wise on paper and on the damn ice too. So is far, by far games. the best Blue Jackets team that we have ever seen in franchise history. Period. Yeah, that's. I agree with that, and I think a lot of people will. I th- there's no there's no evidence anywhere else of any better teams that we've had. Yeah, just stats wise. And I think it's only going to get better. Like I, we can hope I, so. Yeah, I have the day off of work tomorrow for a good reason, and that is to see what the hell Yarmo is going to do. <laughs> uh, so we were talking about a potential trade for a defenseman, and we have seen um, the Jackets linked to McQuaid from the Rangers, who is a solid blue line veteran who adds some playoff experience. You know, he's he's a guy that the Jackets could really bolster their blue line with, especially yeah. with Ryan Murray and the uncertainty there. We're going to have to bring in some type of defenseman. And I I could see 
honestly, I think Winberg could be a fit over in in New York. I really do. He can be a fit anywhere. Just Just let him go. Just let him go. (laughs) We can tell anybody in any part of the country on any team that he can be a fit there as long as we can give him to them. (laughs) Just get out. I mean, look, he's a young dude. I think a change of scenery will benefit him. I hope, we saw I mean, that kind of with uh, with Carlson going over to Vegas. Although Carlson wasn't on a top line with the Blue Jackets, so he really didn't get the ice time that he was getting in Vegas. But it, he I, didn't I, spend I, enough time with Torts. No, and then just that change of scenery, and you see his stats. I mean, he's kind of down this year, but I mean, hell, sell that over to sell that to the GM over in New York. Bring in McQuaid. Maybe we could even bring in an, another pick back. Maybe Yarmo's not done. Maybe he is get, getting rid of a lot of picks, but you and I were talking earlier. Maybe somehow he's going to work a deal to where maybe we acquire a couple picks and some trades here. Yeah, I could see it for sure. Um, I would like to keep – I mean, if we were going to trade Winberg for picks, thinking about it, um, I would rather keep Winberg just for the depth. Yeah. Because we – I mean – I think I think if – I think picks would come back with, a, with like a player like maybe a McQuaid or something. Yeah, I don't know how he, I don't know how Winberg Yarmo would package def- it, but I think we would get something back. But I think we would get an NHL player back with picks. Yeah, I could see it. Now, do you think? Now, just kind of veering off a little bit here. Do you, if we were to to trade for another defenseman, um, would you try? This is this is a contract year for Ryan Murray, and I don't think he's had mm-hmm. a single solid healthy year with us. No. This um, would this would have been the first until his recent injury. Yeah, I mean, he was even he missed a couple of games earlier in the season, even. But yeah, um, would you want it? Would you try to re-sign him if you were Yarmo, or would you try to? I mean, you can't trade him now that he's injured, but would you just let him walk? Uh, no, I I definitely will. I want to resign Ryan Murray. I just don't. I, I don't mean, think he's worth. I love Ryan Murray. I'm the first one to admit that I I've been arguing that Ryan Murray is the better defenseman on this team yeah. all season. I I wouldn't resign him. He's I would not. He's then, a liability. No, they'll they'll resign him. I think that's that's one of their one of their picks. I think they want to see him see him be successful with the, with this team. So I think no questions asked. I think they resign. They're not gonna let him walk. Like if 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 they genuinely are in their minds that they don't want to resign him, then they maybe would make a trade. But I don't think they're gonna let Ryan Murray walk. Yeah, they well that's the thing. He's on the IR now. They can't trade him. That's yeah. The players on the IR, so that would have to yeah. So that is a tough situation. But um, I don't know. He's just uh, he's an uncertain. He, I mean, it's uncertain whether he's going to be on the ice every game at this point. He, we've seen what he can do. I mean, he may be the Tracy McGrady of the NHL, where <laughs> he's, we, he's we never, hurt. Yeah. we'll never really see what he could be because he's always hurt. Yeah, which you hate to see. But I mean, I. I'm confident in I'm confident enough to say that I feel like they're gonna resign him. Uh so people are still wondering if Panarin or Bob will be traded. And Yarmo Kekalainen came out today, says we're serious about winning and our Timmy Panarin is a huge part of our team. We're not trading our Timmy Panarin for draft picks. So right there it says, you know, we are sure. we are all in. We're not gonna we're not gonna trade this guy and you know, pick up draft picks and some futures, you know, we're going to, you know, either keep him right. or he, get NHL talent back in, in, in return. Artemi has a huge price tag on him when it comes huge. to a trade. And Yarmo saying that, saying we're not going to tra- take draft. I mean, he just traded away for the next two years, first round picks and a second and two second yeah. round picks for two players. So he's, we're he, not giving up. He is we're setting, not taking draft picks back no. for a player like that. When, no. when we're obviously trying to make a deep push into the playoffs at this point. 
Yeah, no, there's no way in hell that I just I really think that you know I I think that Panarin and Bob just both stay for this season. Whatever happens right. in the off season, I don't know. Maybe if we end up signing Duchesne and and Dezingle, maybe that wouldn't that would entice Panarin and Bob to stay. At least Panarin. I mean, good. They Lord. look really. I mean, they I look don't, happy. They've looked so. They've played so well together so far. Yeah. It just so well. I mean, they look. That first line looks unbelievable right now, and he's been here for, for two games. Mm. I mean, he's already fit in very oh, yeah. well to this team, to the to the culture of the team. So that, I don't see where, where real quick where yeah. where do you think Artemi could go on another first line anywhere else in the league and have this kind of nowhere chemistry with his line nowhere. mates? I mean, I mean him, Cam alone, him and Cam, yeah, him and Cam alone have probably arguably the most the best chemistry of two guys that I've really seen this year. I mean, of of any team come through. I feel like these guys just click. Yeah. If one's not scoring, the other is. Like the way they just I mean, good lord, all of uh all the assists that are on Panarin's, you know, name are to Cam Mackinson and all of them but vice versa. <laughs> so much. I mean, it's vice, yeah. these guys click and God, I you know, Cam, he's he's already come out and said, Yeah, I'm trying everything I can besides <laughs> hold a gun to his head to make him resign. So And even <laughs> Yeah. And we've already we've already talked about it. I mean, if you're Panarin and you're in the situation where you're going to free agency for the first time and you are a superstar yeah, you want to test the market. It sucks, but who knows, man? If if the Jackets make a serious run, which I think they're they're gearing why up to do, why wouldn't not? Yeah, you why would make, not stay on a successful team, right? The, and going saying that, and then looking at our side of it, at Yarmo's side of it, why would you not offer him a max deal? I mean, you absolutely Yarmo. That's not even a part of the so equation. Then, it's yeah, already right. been done. So that's so it's basically set in stone that we're going to offer him a max deal when it comes July first, mm-hmm. because he is. I mean, like Yarmo said, he is a huge part of this team. He oh, is. Yeah. I would argue the centerpiece of this team. I mean, he, yeah. our entire offense runs through him still, even with Duchesne on the ice. Mm-hmm. It. You we have to resign this guy. I mean, I don't to continue to be successful. We have to re, we have to do everything we possibly can to resign him. So Hashtag save the bread. Absolutely. Save save the damn bread. Uh, so here's a question. Uh, Pierre, Pierre Luc Dubois, he's been our number one center for going on two years now. Okay. He's, I mean, arguably, you know, he, he was the best that we had to be number, to, to be our number one guy. And it's worked out great for the Jackets. We bring in Duchesne. We automatically put him on that first line. I've seen some fans kind of not happy with it. I think people were kind of expecting DeShane to fit in on that second line somewhere. Where do you stand on PLD? He's at, PLD actually dropped to the third line last night. Uh, he was third line center. His ice time kind of got taken back a little bit. Yeah, he um, his ice time was absolutely limited, even in the first period. I, in the second period, halfway through, he had only played like 30 seconds, I think, yeah. maybe. Um, and Tortorella came out in, in the press conference afterwards, and he was saying that some of that was on him. He was, he's got to figure out a way to coach these lines now that we have a true bona fide number one center in Duchesne, and and you know to drop to to drop PLD down to that third line. I mean, pretty much Torch is saying he's got to work out that dynamic and right. Figure it out. And I I think the last two games that we've seen with Duchesne and you know this new team that we have now basically, um, it's a huge dynamic that just kind of changes everything. Yeah. Um, you know we we got Duchesne on the front end of a back to back, and he played the same night we acquired him. 
we got to give Torts a little time here to give, you know, to get his stuff right and yeah. to get his lines right, which would be today, a Sunday, and they don't play tomorrow night, if I'm correct. They How play. much do you think that Tortorella knows about trades happening? Do, or do you think he, I just, think that he just finds out? I think that the reason that he's happy here and the reason that um, these trades are happening, like Duclair leaving, is because... Yarmo and Torts are on the same page. I th- I think that yeah. they're very transparent with each tra- with each other. I, so. um, I mean, Duclair's been complained about by Torts all season. Yeah, and now he's traded, and we got a new left winger in here for him and Dzingel. And I think Torts had a lot to do with that because I think, so. I, think I mean Duclair Torts didn't fit Torts' out. coaching style. Yeah. yeah, I mean Torts came out a couple like last week, and he was like. Honestly, like he's running out of time, Duclair, to figure this out. And if he doesn't, I don't know what to tell you. And this seems like much. to be a popular thing with him on teams that he's on, Duclair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, dude, he's what, 23? And he's, and he's bounced around three four teams now, four teams, teams now. Time, I think yeah. four maybe. After the Jackets, he's in, yeah, Ottawa now, he's so 14. So, Torts isn't crazy. And people, when we when I posted the trade of uh, getting Dezingo here, people were genuinely upset that, Duclair was leaving. I'm like, look at the numbers. Right. Like, it's absolutely insane for you Where's to he not at 22 be goals, happy. 24 assists to Zingle. Yeah. And Duclair, I mean, Duclair had a decent amount. I think he hit like 10 goals. Maybe he was up there, maybe. Yeah. But, uh, but still, I mean, the skill. But he was our, he was our first line wing, or left winger at some, not on some nights, second line winger most nights. Yeah. And, 10 goals isn't going to cut it. We've been saying the same thing about Winberg. Yeah. And now Winberg's not on that line anymore. Yeah. No, I mean, Dzingel adds so much just stability. Yeah. That we I didn't agree. have in Declare because we we didn't know what Declare we were going to get each night. We didn't. Yeah. Sometimes we'd get the falling over. Well, every night we'd get the falling <laughs> he, over Declare. But then at least some nights we'd once, get the falling over yeah. scoring a goal as he's falling over Declare. Yeah. Um, we'd see spots of brilliance from him just because he's, you know, he would use that speed. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while he'd get it under control right before he gets to the crease and, you know, shelf one. Um, it happened Rarely, but it happened. But I think Zingle is a lot more stable on that side. And he has, I don't know, he has a lot more stick control. Just from what I've seen from him, just his highlights from this season. Yeah. You know, he's not always trying to beat everybody down the ice instead of making the snow. And instead, he makes the smart, smarter plays uh, and passing it across the ice a lot of time. But yeah, I don't know. I think PLD and his ice time going down like that. Um, I think it'll be figured out. I think it'll he'll go back up. I think Tortorella just genuinely doesn't know because the Jenner line's clicking. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you can't break Jenner that and up. Anderson them working together are doing fantastic. With Nash even in there now, I mean yeah, yeah it's, they look good. So here's here's what we have. Uh, so this is if if Tortorella rides the lines like he did last night with just basically plugging in Dzingel where Claire was. So our first line we got Panarin, Duchesne, Atkinson. Hell of a line. Pretty good line. And last night, our second line for the majority of the game, if not the whole game, Felino, Jenner, Anderson. Great line. I mean that line's been clicking. Yeah, uh, that's, that's kind of the yeah. that's kind of the the physical physical you know, hit you in the wall line, and I love that. Uh so the third line would be Dezingle, Dubois, Borkstrand, which I'm kind of a fan of. I think Bork kind of has those tendencies and kind of that skilled mindset of of a Panarin, obviously not on that level. So if you put, you know, Dubois with, with Bork, I think it could work. Yeah. I mean, I think give it some time to, to, to marinate and, and get to clicking. And I think there's potential there, especially if you add Dezingle on his other side. I mean, I think there's, 
that line to me has a lot of potential to be a good third line. Yeah, I agree. I think PLD should be playing over Nash for sure, at least. I mean, Nash had way yeah. more ice time last night than Pierre did, but I I mean, just in my opinion, I think that he should. He's proved himself this year playing on that first line with those two and yeah. um I don't know. I think Doobie's earned his keep too. He's been hurt a little while, yeah. but so I mean our fourth line, as of it was last night, if, if they decide to keep it like this, was Nash in the, in the center, uh, Dubinsky on left, and Robinson, who's been impressing a lot of people over there on the right wing. So yeah, Robinson, Robinson's kind of Anderson-esque. Yeah, not nearly as fast. He's a big guy. He's a big um, guy. Yeah, he's he's still where he's still getting there. I mean, we can you can see. That's why he's still here. We can see the that there's, he's going to be big time. Uh, yeah, he's going to be a a big part of this team at you know in the future. Yeah, and, um, and Hannah Kynan just came off the IR, so I don't know if you make him a healthy scratch or you throw him in there somewhere potentially. But as of right now, we may I, see I Robinson think, going back down soon yeah. with with Anna Kynan coming back because Anna Kynan honestly has had a pretty decent season. Yeah, just most of this team has had a good season, but. I don't know. I mean, it's it's going to get interesting here in the next couple of days um, with all these moving parts, especially just in our franchise as it is, you know, besides everything else that's happening on the trade deadline. Do you um, think maybe uh, like a Hannah Kynan and a Winberg could be packaged together? I, you know, I was thinking because, Win- I mean, Winberg honestly, and I mean, I don't mind Hannah Kynan. I think he's good. I just don't think there's anything like super special about him. No. I think he does his job and he, yeah. does, he does it well. But with with Robinson in there now, and I, I feel like he might just be an odd man out. Maybe. And that's, you know, there's stuff that, and with the PLD thing even, I mean, there's probably things that Torts knows that we don't mm-hmm. going back. You know, that's why these players are being, you know, healthy scratched. And, and Hannah Kahn, and he has seven points on the year. So, I mean, he's, I mean, it's nothing special. No, not at all. And he, he's just that solid guy that you know is – generally not going to whiff on the puck and get it into the zone when he needs to so the first line can come back out (laughs) good lord i'm just looking at these numbers are timmy panarin 68 points matthew shane 60 points cam atkinson 58 points pierre luc dubois 53 points seth jones a freaking defenseman 37 points josh anderson 34 points zach rewinski 32 points i mean i have never seen this on a (laughs) looking up a blue jacket stats each year Never seen it this high and this late in the season for all these guys. Yeah, it's – I mean, Cam's on still on pace to have a record year for himself, which is hopefully he keeps doing that year after year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this those those guys that you just rattled off, I think that when re-signing time comes in July, I don't want to look too far <laughs> because I'm pretty excited for the playoffs at this point, and if we keep playing the way we have been – we're looking at a pretty good spot in the playoffs, um, especially with the Caps and Penguins losing last night. Oh, you love to see it. Love to see it. Absolutely. Thank you, Flyers. And here's the thing. The the narrative of we're losing picks, we're losing you know uh, f- people within our system to get these guys, and we don't know if they're going to resign. To that, I have to say, who cares? Because <laughs> I mean, who freaking cares the jackets have always stood by year after year of always kind of being good enough to get in the playoffs but not good enough to do anything yeah and you have to respect the balls on your armor right now saying screw it we're going for it and if you don't like it oh well but this is our year and we don't know if Panarin's going to resign we don't know if Bob's going to resign 
So if you bring in this, you know, Matt Duchesne to Zingle and maybe another defensive piece, like just go all in with Panarin while he's here and see what happens. And maybe we make that push and Panarin's like, hell no, I don't want to go anywhere. I want to stay. Maybe that could happen. Yeah, Yarmo is quickly making this a destination spot for a lot of people. Yeah. With the talent that he's acquiring. Um, giving up a lot of assets in return, but that's the price tag on these guys. It is. Is, and that's the market. And that's how if you want to I mean, if you want to win a cup, that's look at, what look, it has what, what, to be. Look what look at what cup teams have done and players that they have acquired. Like they make a splash. And listen, there's high risk, high reward, low risk, low reward. And we've seen Year after year, we just kind of make those mediocre trades at the deadline that, that we think might help us do something in the playoffs, and it never does. And we're always that low-risk team. We've never advanced past the first round. This year, high risk. Let's see what happens. I am feeling a lot more optimistic now than I was a week ago. Oh, for sure. I mean, our last <laughs> podcast, I mean, we, we, we had just come off two two losses in a row. Oh, I thought it was done. It wasn't was looking it. good. Give it up. It looked done. bleak. And, you know, we, we got to talking about if Duchesne came in here. Let's just, let's just go for it. And what happened? Here we are. Look at us now. Sometimes we actually kind of know what we're talking about. But usually we're just guessing. <laughs> we, we are. And I would say 95% of what we say is a straight guess. Nail it sometimes. We do. We do. But, um, yeah, I mean, these lines look beautiful. And I cannot wait for tomorrow. I feel like I just, Yarmo's got something else up his sleeve. Oh, I, I feel it. I, I think there's something else coming. We are not done. It's been quite, been kind of quiet on the rumor side today. Not a lot going on. Um, day of rest, I guess. But yeah, on a Sunday. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. I think tomorrow, come I don't know, maybe noon, right before the deadline, we'll be seeing more Twitter notifications for trades that are happening, and they will probably be involving the Columbus Blue Jackets. You love to see it. Uh, you want to get social? Let's get social. You want to read the questions? All right, let me pull them up. I need Warren's not here today, so I need you to read the questions. Okay. You're you're my Warren today. Hello, I'm Warren. Hello, I'm Warren. Austin's not here. I don't know where he's at. He's supposed to be our Sunday guy, but whatever, it happens. All right, we had some good ones in there. I'm excited to uh, to answer some of those bad boys. Look at us talking hockey and stuff. Talking hockey <laughs> and stuff. You'll All love right. to see it. Those of you that give us those bad reviews on iTunes saying, Oh, you can't tell me talking about hockey. Uh, go, go change your review. Bitch. Yeah, go change it, bitch. All right. It, uh, from Jerry McCormick, friend of the pod, at ATL Goon underscore. If the Jackets were given a winter classic or stadium series game, but it couldn't be played at Ohio Stadium, what venue would you use? Uh, Austin actually replied to that. What would you what would you use? Yeah, so uh, depending on when it would be, I guess, whenever this new uh, Columbus Crew Stadium will be done downtown. Let's do it there. Play it there. I mean, soccer stadiums are meant to be intimate, I guess. It'd uh, be intimate because I think it's only going to seat like 20,000. That's fi- pretty I mean, much size of nation. 20,000 or you could, you could fill a baseball stadium and have people sitting a mile away from the ice and have to have binoculars yeah, to see true. it. Or you could use a soccer stadium where the front row is on the field. True. I mean, hey, but it's up to you. I think I like that idea. I'm cool with it, but I would just play it in an, in an away city. Like, just make them figure it out. Well, you know, like whatever team we play, play it in that city then. 
Like okay, if, but then if, which, if, if we play a, if we play the Red Wings, play it at the Big House. If we play Pittsburgh, play it uh, wherever Heinz, Heinz Field. Field. Just do that, and we'll travel there. I want it to be a big ass environment. You know what I mean? And I know we could pack out the horseshoe, but I know that's not you know not I don't, the question. I don't think we can't even, we can't pack out Nationwide Arena. I mean, that was the sure? first sellout in how long? We have we've had nine sellouts this year. Dude, a winter we've we've already talked about. It. I don't want to ramble on too much about it. Winter Classic outdoor game, it's a big thing. Yeah, yeah. We can sell it out, not a big deal. All those, Next all those fair weather fans coming out to so we need we need them. You want to be fair weather? We welcome you. This is the this is the CBJ Artillery is pretty much a fair weather fan account. Yeah, we just talk we, shit. If we are here better. to appeal to you, the average fan, because that's what we are. Don't forget to subscribe and like. <laughs> all right, would you rather? This is from Ohio Country Gent at Ohio Country OH Country Gent. Uh, would you rather beat the Pens in the playoffs or beat the Pens in the regular season, keeping them out of the playoffs? I want to beat them in the playoffs. I think when you beat teams in the playoff, that enhances the rivalry. That makes you hate each other even more, thus making the regular season games intense. Maybe we would actually get on rivalry night on uh, NBC. Don't count on it. <laughs> Uh, no, in in the playoffs for sure. Yeah, wow. in the playoffs? Yeah. I um, mean, granted, listen, I'd love to see the Pens out of the playoffs. And I predicted that this year, and I still think it's going to happen. Yeah. But I would love to actually kick their ass in the playoffs. So if I knew that we were not going to see them in the first round, I would want to play them in the playoffs. If I so knew we were probably would, going to see them in the first round, if... I would like to play them... Like in the Eastern Conference Finals, yeah, if that's we could, what, like second round if Eastern could be Conference set up like that, Finals. Oh, could you imagine? I would love to play them in the playoffs. Where but the, just you know going to the Stanley Cup is on the line. Could you imagine how many fights and just how oh, I'd, be great? I'm very aroused right now. I can tell. Just thinking about it, uh, yeah, I would definitely like to play them in the playoffs. Then, and I, I don't, I mean, there'd be some crazy stuff going on with those. I think, and it is Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh week, should we call it like that? Like you know how we say, Michigan, yeah, we got Michigan three week. games and <laughs> three out of the next yeah. five are Pittsburgh. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's it's uh, pit week. God, I hope we just... Chicken week? We'll call it chicken week. I mean, week. honestly, these are big games. These are really big Every games. game from here on out is a big game, yeah. with the, especially with Pittsburgh. The way the Metro is going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, right next, on that line. next question. Is this the most excited you've ever been for a Blue Jackets playoff push? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Now, I mean, last year last year was pretty exciting at the time because we got Ian Colin, we got Vanekin at about this time. And we started looking really good with those two. Yeah, and we then, got, and we also got Mark Letestu back for that. That's push. right, we did get Letestu back. Like I said, last year, I mean, it was it was it was cool to get some, make some trades, but we never really made that big splash. We always acquired some eh, okay guys to come in here, and so yeah, I mean, last year was all you know fine, but this year, by God, this is the. In the 19 years I've been a Blue Jackets fan. By God. By God, I tell you this what, boy. This is the one there, this guys. This oh, I'm so excited <laughs> right now. You hey, have no bud, idea. This is the one here, bud. We're going to be pushing all in there. I'm telling you. Boy, you got a pretty mouth. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, oh yeah, I'm so pumped. I'm hyped. Yeah. I'm so, I just, I want it to all just happen right now. But, yeah. oh, okay. All right, now, uh, now, now that we have a team full of unrestricted free agents, which unrestricted free agents are the most important to get signed which ones are the most important to get signed well i mean you got to go artemi panarin artemi if uh, it's an option i mean duchene who, yeah. who will be a ufa at the end of the season yeah so you got panarin you got dezingle will be a ufa you got dezingle 
Uh, pretty sure you got Murray too, right? He's a Murray. Is he a UFA or is he a? Uh, He's a restricted? UFA. Okay. So yeah, you got those four guys. I mean, honestly, I think, I mean, all those guys are, have some type of importance and impact on the team. But Bob, if we can't get Panarin to sign a deal, I think we definitely have to keep after Deshane. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm, I think if you have a pillar like that, I mean, you got to have some type of guy on this team that can drop you know, 40, 50 goals a season. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think I think the most important one is Panarin. I don't know how realistic he'll sign. So I think you definitely got to pursue DeShane. And also, I mean, hell, Dezingle, he played for Ohio State. So he has friends here. He has family here. Yeah. I think I think he would love Maybe. An Where's opportunity. he from, do you know? I'm not sure where he's from, though. But I think he would he would love an opportunity, I feel like, to play in Columbus. He knows the city. I mean... He, hell, he's probably gotten hammered and blacked out on High Street more times than he can count. So, dude, I mean, those two, I don't know, that's a tough question. I want them all. I want them all. We want them all. But and I think we have the money to sign them all. We pretty much, I think we, I think Yarmo can finagle it. I really do. I don't know that he wants to go into luxury tax room, though. So we're not, yeah. Luxury tax in Columbus is not a, not a good thing. We don't make enough money for that. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I want them all. Uh, the one I'm okay with walking is Bob. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know. If he keeps playing like this, who knows? Yeah. he's If he keeps playing like that, he's going to quickly find himself in Vesna contention. <laughs> Not this year. He's too far in a hole. <laughs> to that's that's that. 200%ers in a row, man. That, I mean, we'll see. I don't know. That's I, mean, I haven't looked at his stats since the last hey, two listen, games. But old Bob is back. We, we, we are seeing old Bob. And I told you, that, listen, we have given, we have shit on Bob so much this year. <laughs> all season. All season. All season on Twitter, on the podcast, every way, every every way we could shit on him, we have shat on him, but for good reason because he's kind of been a little prima donna for half the season. And he's been yeah, he's been so, silent. I mean, he's been quiet about everything that he's doing, and then it's been like almost ever since Panarin changed agents to yeah. Bob's agent. Kinda, it seemed like everything's been going a lot smoother. So yeah, so I mean. I will give props where props are due, and he, right now he's he's put his nose down. He's playing good hockey. He's not you know pulling shit like he pulled in Tampa. So if he's going to play like this, hell yeah, I'm gonna still I'm gonna support this guy as long as he's wearing Union Blue. But just don't be a bitch like you were uh, in the <laughs> Fair in, enough. in the beginning of the season. That's all I'm saying. All so, right. I yeah, mean, I, I feel it on that. Yeah, Bob's a he's back. You're baby. saying Bob's a bitch. Uh, he was at the beginning oh, okay. of the season. Okay. I think his not bitch, anymore. I think his his bitch tendencies have calmed down. Thank you, Brad. Yes. All right, I uh, got another one here from Jake Cahill, friend of the pod. Cahill underscore forty two. When we beat the Pens on Tuesday, Love can it. we make sure the entire barn chants win in culture? <laughs> that would be great. I think that would be hey, fantastic. I mean, we we're already you know we already got people bringing bread. Uh, we we I feel like we've really helped orchestrate the woos. I yeah. think we've uh, obviously I mean, we weren't the ones that started it, but I think we've really p- helped push people to do it, and it happened last night. So yeah. Oh, I heard them on TV. <laughs> well, I was uh, so pissed. Why not? Just uh, Jack Johnson Woo. and his winning culture. If we beat him, hell yeah, let's chant. I think that would be great. That'd be, uh, I think that'd be equivalent to flap on him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh baby, our fans are getting cocky, and I love I know, it, I love dude. It. I love it. Also, he also he replied to his own tweet. Also, I want to hear some thoughts on possibly acquiring Wayne Simmons, who I think is a defender, or would the price be too high considering what we're already given, what we've already given to Ottawa? 
Yeah, so I saw Wayne Simmons, uh, I believe, last night I read on Twitter that they pretty much kind of all said goodbye to him in the locker room after the game. They, I think it's been the writings on the wall that he's uh, he can bring a lot for the Flyers in a trade. So uh, I wouldn't be opposed to having Wayne Simmons on the team, but uh, I don't think it's – I would say I don't know if it's realistic, but Lord, what we've seen recently, who knows, but – your armor could pull it off, but I don't think a Simmons would come here, but I would definitely welcome it. Yeah, I I mean, I honestly don't even – he's a right wing. Um, yeah, I didn't think he was a defenseman. He's not a defenseman. We don't. I don't think that we need. I don't think that that's going to happen just based off of what Yarmo's done over the last two trades. I think that if anything, we need to find a replacement for Ryan Murray. Um, now I don't know if that's what Yarmo's thought is. I don't know if he know he mean Ryan Murray may be coming back soon, and we just don't know yet. Um, I I don't think that we need any more offense at the moment. I think that our four forward lines are looking pretty damn good at the moment. Yeah, I mean, if we brought him in, so he has 16 goals this year, 11 assists, pretty solid numbers, especially on a Philly team that's kind of down. He is a negative 20, which holy shit. Ouch! Sounds like Warinsky. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, but I mean, no, I, I would totally welcome it, but I don't, to what you were saying, Kyle, I don't think we need with the pieces that we've added offensively. I don't think we need any other offensive pieces. I think we have to start pursuing a, a better blue line, uh, some type yes. of defenseman. We talked about this. I don't remember if it was on the last podcast or some other time, but, um, when we try to bring in pieces like that, like a Thomas Vanek last year, it, it's not that player that's going to just instantly make us better. It's a player that has to come in and try to fit in with the rest of the team and try to make himself better based off of what the team is. Yeah. And that's not something that we can do right now. That's why we had, that's why we just went and got Duchesne because he instantly makes the team better just by him being here. Oh yeah. And then Dezingle, I would also, that's a big upgrade from Duclair. Huge. Um, given the first two round two second round draft picks and Duclair for him. So I I don't I think I a never, guy like Simmons wouldn't fit in very well right now with what we're yeah. trying to do. I never imagined or could see a situation where Winberg's just your odd man out. Like he's just <laughs> he's not I never I never thought the Jackets would have the balls to like just scratch him. Like I thought like this is like I feel like Yarmo, JD, they Tortorella, like every time oh you know, he'll he'll get out of his funk. Yeah, he'll snap out of it. Heard that before. Hasn't happened. So he's the odd man out. And I freaking love it. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I don't know if these healthy scratches mean he's gone or it means that there's just no room for him. I mean, the. F- but if so, there's no room for him and he's that good, he can yeah. pull in that much. Why not trade him? Yarmo or Noah Tortorella said the first game he was a healthy scratch in Ottawa. Tortorella pretty much said there's there's no room. Like don't look too much into this right now. Like for me as a coach, I have nowhere to put him. Um, so whether, <laughs> whether being a healthy scratch versus the sharks, the sharks, the sharks, well, you know, same thing. Uh, I don't know if that still correlated back to him being a healthy scratch in Ottawa and the reasoning behind it, or maybe they just are, they're kind of like, he's going to move. Let's just sit him. There's nowhere to put him. We're going to trade him. Yeah. Why? That's, I mean, that's the reason that you get scratched like that before Yeah. the trade deadline is because you're getting traded and. They're just cutting down all liabilities. I believe um, I believe McQuaid has also sat out, along with Zuccarello. 
Yeah, what and was it? Uh, it was when Panarin was out and Duchesne was out. Oh, yeah. We were all, hey, look, oh, look shit. how it happened. I mean, but although we didn't give them Panarin, obviously. Right, but, but because Torts was telling the truth and he was probably actually just shitting his pants. He literally was shitting his pants. <laughs> but Duchesne wasn't, and now we have him. Yeah, good Lord. <laughs> all right, we have any more questions? Um, Not really. I think we didn't do anything for Instagram, did we? No. Just Twitter. I feel like I saw a couple in there you weren't reading that were pretty decent. Why aren't you live on Sundays? Because uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> live in what way? Like, I don't know. It just says live. Just, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, let, let us know what way you're talking about. Then we can respond. I don't really know what you're talking about. Unless you mean like video, which we have. I look like a train wreck. You do? Yeah. So I'm not getting on video right now. I'm hung over. Face I, for radio, right? Pretty much. I was in one last night. <laughs> That's good. I don't see anymore. This Blackhawks fan Joe needs to go away. Why does he keep tweeting our stuff? I don't know. What do you? And he keeps he saying say? "love you all" and <laughs> like, no, go away. I don't know. Uh, yeah, there's. I mean, we've kind of already talked about a lot of these that have been on there. Yeah, but, that, uh, that was all brought up in our trade. That's why I didn't ask. Yeah, him. I don't know. Hey, there's, man, the social media has been. Popping off. I baby. love. We're seeing a lot of a lot of hate too, and that's my favorite part yeah. of all this. Absolutely, I love it. When somebody named hashtag Blackhawks, oh my god, excuse me. When somebody named hashtag Blackhawks fan Joe tweets you all the time, you know we got a lot of people's attention. We do. We are uh, by far, we are the focal point of the National Hockey League right now. Yeah, and the jackets. Love it. for sure. Dude, we I, we had Penguins fans tweeting us last night, like. Damn, wish our team would like do stuff like what you're doing right now. And psh, weird to but see. But you that. got you got Crosby, man. Like, why do you need anything else, right? The savior. <sighs> yeah. Uh, got, I got nothing else to say. Had a pretty nasty goal last night. So tomorrow's the trade deadline. Three o'clock. I think we're gonna do we're not gonna do a podcast, but I think we're gonna do a live Twitter special. Yeah, guy who tweeted us, we're doing a live thing tomorrow. Yeah, there you today. go. It's on there Monday, not Sunday. Come uh, on. Yeah, so I think uh, the trade deadline ends at 3 o'clock, so maybe we just hit live at like 2.45. See, see what's popping. See what's, see what's popping, and uh, maybe we'll have a couple beers and get a little weird. It's always a good time. I'm on that. Hey, any, uh, other, any other thoughts? No, just gonna just gonna shout out to High Bank Distillery, you know, as oh, we yeah. do. Uh SeatGeek.com, promo code CBJ for that twenty dollars off your first purchase. Hey, we all I we I didn't oh, say yeah, this. We this got Saturday? an event coming up. Not this Saturday. Is it? I'm pretty sure it's this Saturday. No, it's not. It's next Saturday. Next. It's the seventh of March. Oh. Or it's only like the twenty fourth. This Saturday's the first and the second. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's next Saturday. There you go. Uh so shut up. Thursday, March seventh. Thursday. It's not, it's not Thursday. What are you talking about? Where are you getting these words? I don't know. I was just thinking of High Bank on okay. Saturday. I thought That's we were doing fair. it on a Saturday. No. So Thursday, March 7th at 6 p.m., we're doing a viewing party at uh, North High Brewing Company, which is on North High Street. Makes sense, right? Another one. Right by the Kroger on campus. Yeah, right by the Kroger on, on campus there. It is the Blue Jackets first Penguins. There's going to be giveaways once again. There's going to be... Uh, beer, which is awesome. Beer's and good. And they also have food there. So come out. We're going to be doing a live podcast. It's going to be a good time. I'm excited. We had a hell of a turnout in North High or at uh, High Bank. So if it's anything like that, 
going to be crazy. Especially a Penn's game away. Oh, I know. Oh, Especially yeah. with the amount of hype surrounding the Jackets right now. I'm too excited. Let's pack that bad boy out. <laughs> Standing room only. Let's just make it. Let's make it uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Let's be so close to each other. We're touching each other's butts. That's yeah. I want to touch your butt. Uh, we're doing it right now, actually. Yeah, just we are. The say. whole podcast. We've we've been touching. Just been our butts. sitting right next to each other. Yep. All right. That's all the thoughts I have. You have any other more thoughts? No. Um. Nah, that's about all I got. Spay new to your parents. Stay at spay new to your parents. Jackets, baby. Making moves. Yarmo's not done. It's going to get crazy. Fasten your, your seat belts. Fast. Strap on in. It's going to be a wild we're, ride. We're doing the hockey, sexy hockey stuff, guys. And we're just doing it. Stay tuned because there's more coming. More coming. Woo. Look forward Woo. Uh, Look forward to a live <laughs> Twitter live episode of something tomorrow during the <laughs> trade deadline. We're going to be on here looking like crazy people when we all are. these trades start happening. We're going to be like that one gif of oh, It's Always Sunny. In Philadelphia, um, what's his name? <laughs> on the board, yeah, Mac. Ch- is it Charlie? That was, that's Charlie. Charlie, yeah, on yeah. the board. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll get our whiteboard out. Have and, the whiteboard uh, out. Yeah. We're gonna get all. Yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> lit. It's gonna be lit. Uh, hey, thanks for listening, little boomers. And once again, leave us that five star review on iTunes. Leave a comment. Tell us how awesome we are and how much you love us. And until next episode, we'll see you Wednesday. Or we'll see you live on Twitter tomorrow. Thanks. Thanks.